Hello, everyone, and welcome to Barbed Wire Bite. Here, as always, with your host, Pitbull Number One, Mr. Gary Wolf. What's happening? We talk about first. It's been a, bu a busy week. Uh, Hardy's, McMahon, Sonny's. Crazy stuff, brother. Crazy stuff. Real quick, just want to let everybody know that Alex, the pug, and me are going to be starting to tag up. Uh, we're starting a faction called the Mad Dogs of War, which is pretty good. So we got Nikki Knockout Lee, we got Angel, we got Chris Anoy, bunch of guys, two chicks, should be looking good. Uh, got a show in Pompton Lakes in North Jersey on Sunday afternoon. Come out and check that out. It's a day show and it should be really nice weather, so should be a really good time. Also, Friday night, I'll be signing autographs with GTG on his site, Richie's site. So make sure you guys check that out. And I'll be out there uh, Friday night signing some autographs. So make sure you guys come out and hit me up. I won't be at any of these things. <laughs> also, June 30th, Monster Factory show at the ECW 2300 Arena. You guys got to come out for that. Six dollars to get in. Okay, you can't beat that, man. Six bucks to get in, and you're gonna—it's gonna be black. I'm, I'm thinking the place should be jam-packed because of the price. Six dollars to get in. I don't think it's ever been that kind of price for that building. Uh, it's gonna be uh, a documentary. It's gonna be filmed from Apple TV in there for, for the Monster Factory. So it should be really exciting, and uh, I think a lot of people should show up for that. You know what? One thing I got to mention, and I got to give a big shout out to Jeff Hardy, who is now the official Triple Crown champion. He has been arrested for DUIs in WWE, Impact Wrestling, and now AEW. So he's a world champion drunk, in my opinion. <laughs> and it was 10 a.m. in the morning. I don't have been fucked over from the night before. He never went to sleep. Uh, he was, he like Sonny, three and a half times the legal limit. Three and a half. Wow. I did see him doing his Q&A and he was drinking during the Q&A. Now, was that the night before? Yeah, yeah. It was like, you know. He, must have, he never went to bed. He probably stayed, he probably was up all night drinking and partying. I mean, that's what we used to do. But I mean, I don't do that no more. Uh I would have thought he would have learned by now how many times. I mean, he burnt down his own house. Yeah. You know, uh, those guys have been through a lot, man. It, it's freaking amazing that he's still on this planet. He's still alive. You know what I mean? Uh, I hope he gets better. I don't want to see nothing happen to him. Uh, it's getting to the point now, bro. You better start looking at yourself in the mirror because... God forbid, man. What if he would have caused an accident? I mean, look what happened to Sonny. Yeah. Look at her situation. I mean, that could have been him. God forbid. You know what I mean? I would have never wanted to see that happen. Man. But if he's not going to get better, this has been going on forever, bro. It's, this is not this is not new news to me. I've heard stories, bro. 
I'm not mentioning names, but I heard stories of guys who were with him, okay, while Vince is on his plane, on the tarmac, waiting for them to get on the fucking plane with them. They're sitting there on the plane, Vince, wife, Stephanie, Triple H, a couple of the guys that get flown in here and there, and Jeff was supposedly there, and... One thing led to another, dude. And they would always make them wait. And I don't care who they are, they would always do it. And the ball that they would have was insanity. How about when he was uh, at the headline in the Impact pay-per-view? He was going to fight Sting. He was so fucked up. Sting just had to drop him. And Sting was pissed. I mean, it's all over YouTube. Yeah. I'm checking my phone out right now. Sorry about that, folks. But I'm leaving Friday for a weekend and I just got a uh, thing a couple of minutes ago. 1,200 flights have already been canceled for this weekend. How come? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm trying to figure out now what they're changing my flight to. Even the same time. You know, the Hardys were going to get the straps, too. I, I, I'm convinced they were going to get the straps so Tony Khan could say straps in every company. Absolutely. They were supposed to wrestle. I think they were going to get the straps. Yeah, I mean, uh, and then they were, I think they were going to build it up so then they could go against uh, the Young Bucks, you know? Yeah, I don't, uh, now he, I mean, I want the guy to get help, but the only thing, if I was Tony Khan, I watched on that pay-per-view when they fought the Bucks, the, Har- the Hardy boys are banged up to shit. I mean, the Bucks did everything. Jeff Hardy's like a, a sawdust dummy. He's in pain with everything he does. May, he should be on TV maybe a couple times, maybe once a month, every other month. They should always use them as like an attraction. They need to heal up. I mean, every time he does that finish, I mean, you could see it on his face, how, how his lower back is killing him. I know, but is that time too early? Too something getting me out. The show starts at 2 o'clock. It's an afternoon show on Sunday, and I got to fly back. Don't do like Sabu when he was trying to get back in time for the three-way dance. That didn't end well for him. No, it's just crazy how all these, uh, like I said, my phone, my phone popped up earlier and I said 1,200 flights canceled or delayed. So my one flight was leaving at seven something out of Newark. Welcome to Newark. Sucks. Uh, which would get me back home probably like 10 o'clock or something like that, you know? So, but that, that's been canceled. So who knows what's going on? I don't want to have to stay another day. No, not when you're down in Florida, you want to get home where it's 98 degrees. I want to get home. But yeah, the, uh, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, there's, they said there's $3 million that were paid out. Oh, we're in WWE. Yeah, and I noticed that when I was reading it, and I noticed Laura Knightis' name was mentioned too, which explains why Vince gets rid of them and then hires them back immediately. I don't understand that all the time. Unless he's, he's a full guy. Oh, yeah. But he's been there. I mean, I just know how sneaky he is, man. You know what I mean? He wants to be on TV more, so what does he do? He goes out with the Bella's mom. He married her, didn't he? Yeah. (laughs) 
the shit that I used to hear about this guy, man, would blow your mind. He was Shane's <laughs> old partner, correct? Yes. When they had the fucking skateboards and shit. The dynamic dudes. The dynamic dudes. <laughs> and then he was in New Japan. And then when New Japan split with New Japan and All Japan, he took off and went with All Japan because the owner of that company ended up passing away. So he was getting all frisky with his ex-wife, that chick who was running All Japan. So you wonder why he was in Japan so often. That's his story. Always something behind his stuff, man. Well, at first, what I thought was, okay, Vince finally got caught. I don't believe, I, much like the rest of the world, nothing surprises me with Vince, but they announced today, today's, we're recording this on Friday, we're recording this today, and in an hour you'll see it. He's going to be on SmackDown tonight in character as Mr. McMahon addressing these allegations. Are they trying to compete with the uh, the MJF work shoot going on here, or... Maybe they're trying to compete with the plus you got the Hardys with Jeff, what happened to him. But it's like, who would be wanting to look for bad publicity, bad, bad press? I mean. Well, we were talking, what, two, week, two, three weeks ago, Stephanie McMahon takes a leave of absence. Now she's back in charge. It, it all smells like they knew it was coming. I even saw something that said uh, Vince and his wife are separated now. I even yeah. saw he said on that one that interview with Pat McAfee, he's like, "Well, my my ex-wife. Oh wait, I mean my wife, like that." So uh, who knows how long they've been separated? Probably for a long time. They've probably been separated for a while. I mean, she's been in. She's a congresswoman, right? Yeah, she worked for Trump or something like that, which shows. You know, if I was gonna try to get into that money and that's why i never faulted triple h for going with stephanie i'd have went right for linda that's where the money is i've been <laughs> in that hotel room like how can i get linda that's where i would have went to fucking <laughs> dogs like i just go after linda because <laughs> that's that's the that's the smart play man it's the money right there i mean i'm assuming the money and the power yeah that's uh and you know it, it, it so is fucking a secretary who how many millions of people around the world have fucked somebody that worked in their company? You know, it's not uncommon, but yeah, if he used three million of the trustee money, he's fucked. If it's his own money, it's another Mr. McMahon story. Yeah, but I know how he is, man. I can't see him using his money. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, that's just me. Uh, I mean, he does throw cash around, but let me tell you, when the time comes sometimes to do business, he's He's a tight motherfucker, man. <laughs> you know, I've been there and talked business with him, and he don't like to be pushed into a corner. That's just how he is. So how about when the Warrior at SummerSlam held him up for like a million bucks? I guess after the match, him through the curtain, here's your million dollars, you're fired. You know, I mean, don't fuck with I wouldn't fuck with Vince. No. A lot of guys that have, they got fired immediately. Immediately, I've seen it heard about it uh i'll give you a quick story i remember uh one of the boys telling me when nails was there working and i like nails he i was on i was in australia working with him he was the heavyweight champ and we were the tag champs for hardcore championship wrestling in australia live on television we were there it was awesome i was there for like nine nine months at least 
I mean, I was ready to move to Melbourne. That's how long we were there. It was like, if we're going to keep rolling on television every week and, and, and we're pulling 13. I mean, honestly, our ratings were phenomenal, man. We were right before rugby. So I was like thinking, shit, man, I'll move here in a heartbeat. That's how nice and beautiful that place was, man. Gorgeous. And they paid for everything. They, all I had to do was pay for my food. They did my travel. They did my hotel where I stayed. You know, I would stay at a Holiday Inn Suites for three or four days, and I'd be on the road for days. So I would do like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then back in Melbourne Monday. And then I'll do TV there. Probably Sunday, I would probably do TV on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon or something. But we would go to Adelaide, Brisbane, and Sydney, and then back to Melbourne. So that was our loop. It was cool. I liked it. Loved it, actually. If you've never been to Australia or New Zealand, especially if you're a guy, you've got to get down there, man. Check it out. Don't they have big spiders, though? Yeah, but you know, I never, I've been there many times. I've never seen any crazy stuff. I mean, the only thing I saw that was nuts is when you flush the toilet, it goes the opposite way. Because you are on the opposite part of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's pretty wicked. Nobody believes you until you, you know, you say it firsthand and you're like, whoa. But uh, yeah, the police don't even have weapons. They, they don't even, ca- they carry sticks, night sticks and beat you. They'll beat you to death. Because there's cameras everywhere. I mean, they'll catch you scratching your balls. I don't care where you are. They'll fucking see you doing it. (laughs) That's how crazy it is there. What do you think? Do you think it's a work or do you think it's a shoot? Or do you think, I I can't feel a lot of pity for Vince because let's say they say, you know, you fucked up, you're out. You're out of the company. Go home and retire at 76 years old with a billion dollars. He ain't hurting. He's not going to, well, no, he's not hurting and he should retire. I mean, get, I mean, why not pass it to his son like his father did with him? You know, I mean, he, he was just doing mic work interviews and, you know, and he was good at it. I'm not saying he wasn't, you know, but, you know, Shane is well prepared to handle the business. Would you he, give it to Shane though or would you give it to Steph? I'd give it to Steph personally. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would, nah, I would. Do, I wouldn't give it to Steph. Sorry. The, the only reason is is because that's just going to get Triple H a little bit more power. I think Shane should get it, and she should be, you know, maybe CEO with Shane. I mean, they are the kids. You know, I mean, the kids are going to end up getting the company unless Vince is just going to sell it. You know, what I mean, and just say it done, wash his hands of it. I don't know. You know, here's a weird theory, like. This had to have come to light somehow. How about this guy that's in all that power now, uh, Nick Khan? No relation to Tony Khan, but how do we know this isn't all part of some finagling to where one of these guys now gets put in charge and they sell it to Disney for a ton of money? I know Disney's been wanting to buy it. I mean, it's not like Disney hasn't asked. So, and Disney has major money. You know, honestly, they're in trouble right now. They're having problems. So this would actually maybe get them out of the hole that they're in, you know, because they were criticized for, I don't know, maybe kids getting kidnapped at the park and shit like that, you know, trafficking of kids and stuff like that. Who knows? I mean, that's been brought up here in Florida. I was in, I had a fly out one day for work and I left Tampa 
and they flew me to Lauderdale. It was, I had a, like a layover in Lauderdale, which was ridiculous. I don't know why that ended up happening. But the whole time I was there at that airport, every 10 minutes you would hear trafficking. Sex trafficking is a big problem here in Fort Lauderdale. Every 10 minutes I was hearing this. And I'm looking around and I'm just like, wait a minute. People are like walking around, not even acknowledging it. You know what I mean? But, you know, that is where that fucking rapist is from. Jeffrey Epstein, who's probably not even dead. Who knows where he's at? Probably on some private island somewhere. being taken. So when you have money and you want to disappear, you can disappear. He's got money and power. Okay. He's got more money. Money is not even an issue for him. I mean, when, when somebody could steal $46 million from somebody and the guy doesn't even care to get it back, you know he's got some dirt on that son of a bitch right there. The guy that owns Victoria's Secret, there's a lot of dirt on that dude, and Epstein knows all about it. Because, like I said, he robbed that guy for like $46 million. That's how he got all his money. He was handling his books in New York. And in the meantime, he's buying properties in New York, man. He's got a multi-billion dollar house right on, right in the middle of Manhattan, Manhattan man. Crazy. Who's got the dirt on Vince? Uh, well, the people who are going to have the dirt on Vince are going to be his, his people that are to his right and to his left all the time. Does Paul E. have the dirt? I'm sure Paul has a lot of dirt. I'm sure Paul knows a lot. And I'm sure John Laurinaitis knows a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know, he's right there. So there's a lot of people that probably know what went down and not thinking, you know, when they were first going over it, that people talk. I don't care who you are. Somebody's going to say something, especially when it comes to money. We're talking $3 million. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to cover up an affair. That, I mean, that's a lot of, especially when you're a powerful guy like this, you know, but she's full of secrets. this girl pregnant. Yeah, that, that's an obscene amount of hush money. Yeah, but look at his, I mean, I, I mean, his wife could take him for everything he's got. I don't think she, he's, I, she's not stupid enough to sign a prenup, okay? She's a senator, she's a congresswoman, whatever. She ain't going to sign no prenup, okay? I think she's going to take him if she does, if something happens, she will take him for everything. She'll be the owner of the company. Not that's, a bit. That's when I'll make my move. <laughs> Doc makes his move then. She's had so much plastic surgery, she don't even look the same anymore, man. She, she looks like a different person. Yeah, not a bad looking lady. But... Oh, I was like, wow. Yeah, she got a head, a, a facelift, neck tuck, the whole nine yards. You know, Trump probably paid for everything. Steph was, I've always thought Steph was gorgeous. I always thought that. I met her when she was young, man. She was a kid. She would hang out in the back here and there. But back then, Vince would be, said, it was a no-no. Like, you, I didn't even, nobody would even talk to her. You know what I mean? Like, like Vince would always be looking out because he refused. Like, even if she liked the guy, he would tell her, you're not dating a wrestler. It's not happening. You know, I mean, he, I remember being in the locker room back in the 80s and I would hear them saying that, you know, shit like that. You know what I mean? Because, like, I remember 
Uh, Shane was like, he's only, I'm maybe a couple years older than him. That's about it. But I remember him. He was there because I remember uh, Raven took him to his first strip club. He'd never been to a strip joint before, so Raven took him out. And yeah, they were buddies, weren't they? Yeah, they were, they were tight. You know, and then, like I said, I got to meet him, and he was very nice to me, and he was cool. It's just I could see him. It's like I said, he got burned out for a while there, and then he started working for WWF Productions, you know, where they do the movies and stuff. And he's good at that. And I gave him time to do what he wanted to do, which is MMA. And that's what he likes to do. So he was he, been, he was doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for like 13, 14 years now, probably, maybe longer. So it, it was good that he got in shape and, you know, did that. You think Randy Savage fought Stephanie McMahon? You know, that's an old, old rumor. I don't know, man. I mean, in our business, anything's possible. Put it that way. Now, you know, uh, and I'm sp- this nice lady, nice lady. I'm, I'm spacing on her real name. She was gorgeous, George. Macho Man's yeah. is, was white. I think they were together or whatever. She, up for a she did an autograph signing with, uh, I'm not even going to mention the dude's name, but she did one of them autograph signings virtual. And during the autograph signing, she said, Randy told her that he had sex with Stephanie. I mean, I would think Randy would be smarter than that, but it would also explain why, you know, Vince hired back Sid, Sable, the Warrior, Rue, all these people. Randy, when he was gone, Randy didn't ever, ever come back. And he only got in that Hall of Fame when he was dead. Yeah, it was a shame. He passed young, man. He was in great shape still. Boy, he was gassed up beyond belief. Of course. <laughs> I mean, I remember like he's he's he wasn't big. He was maybe 230 and he had the big bald spot. I'm not throwing stones. He had a big bald spot. He's off WCW for like three, four months. He comes back. Looks like he'd been full full of air. His hair, now he's got a big full head of hair. It's like, what the fuck? Well, was that when he did that blue? Is that when he uh had that person that uh he had that part in that uh spider-man movie right yeah he clearly bone got saw. plugs yeah it was the bone saw but he got he put on about 45 pounds of muscle for that yeah yeah he went on some gas for that he yeah, was that movie he had to i would have if i knew i was going to be in a dc movie or whatever you know marvel movie whatever with uh spider-man and you're going to go against spider-man and you in your character is bones you gotta you gotta be the character man my thing too, when it comes to the all the, and I'm not singling any celebrity out, but when you see all these celebrity transformations where they're the skinny guy or the fat guy, and now they're jacked, and it's like, well, I did this, 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 and this, like, and you had a doctor prescribe you this, this, this. Look at that's only going to take you so far. Look at Joaquin Phoenix. Look how much weight he lost to do that to film The Joker. I mean, he looks anorexic. He said that's he ate like was it? He ate an apple a day and a cup of coffee. But he had a doctor coming in giving him injections, probably so he wouldn't fucking die. And then he got all his weight right back. It's yeah, he, they were probably giving him like an amino acid every other day. He was probably taking that shot because I mean, when you lose that kind of weight, your your organs will shut down if, if they're not getting what they're supposed to get. So hell of a joker. Unreal. I mean, uh, it was a crazy movie. I mean, I've seen all the jokers. I think uh my favorite was the guy that passed away. Heath Ledger. Ledger. Unbelievable. When he was in that nurse's outfit. I mean, come on, man. I mean, that 
that was perfection, man. Oh, I hated that movie. Yeah, I know I hated the movie, hated but regardless, I mean, he, his part in it and the way he played it, I liked it. I just, I mean, I've seen so many Jokers. Uh, I just think he was like the one of the best ones. I think. I uh, my favorite Batman's Adam West. I like this new guy, Robert Pattinson. The new Batman. Yeah, I have to check that new Batman out. Yeah, I have not checked that out yet. HBO, three hours of your time. It flies by, though. It does not drag at any means. Really? Yeah, I mean, even my Christian, when we went, thought he was 13. He never got bored. He only went to the bathroom, I think, like twice, which that's about average for a kid guzzling down Mountain Dew in a movie theater. (laughs) Mountain Dew in a movie theater. Oh, man. How about these movie theaters today? They got fucking bars in them and shit. Yeah, restaurants, everything. Now you get a three-course meal while you're watching a watching a damn movie. Yeah, in Florida, honest to God, in Florida, they have a, a restaurant, movie theater with a bar. Yep. It's like you go out, get your meal, get a movie, and you don't even have to leave. Crazy. They, got the, they got the gimmick here where you can order your food online, and that way when you sit down, it just gets delivered to your table and that. Which that ain't too bad. Then I always say it's like now I don't have to stand in line with the common people. They can bring my popcorn to me for that extra two dollars or whatever. The common folk. <laughs> Jeez. Like, like I'm not like Dusty. Dusty was the common man. He was. I like Hell of a worker. I love it's a hero mind. I mean, here's another big fat guy with a blotch. He could talk, he could work. He, not many people I, with that physique have made it in professional sports. He had charisma, brother. Yes, he did. Amazing charisma. Cody I ran into him. I was working, what was it? Uh, Russo called me up and said, come to TNA to work. And I remember I had to work AJ Styles that day for TV. And I was like, cool, you know, let's have a good match. You know, All of a sudden, AJ doesn't want to work me. I don't know why, so... I'm just sitting there and I'm pretty much pissed. I'm like, I came here to work. You know what I mean? I want to work. So Dusty came in. He's like, what's up, man? Because he can see I was pissed off. And he's like, what's up, Hibbo? He was cool. And he's like, what happened? I told him what's going on. He's like, let me go check on that. I'll get back. He came back. He said, yeah, he's afraid that he's not going to be able to put you in his finish. He's nervous. He may hurt you. And I'm like, that ain't going to happen. I said, I'm very light. I said, believe me, I can take that place. Easy. But they instead put me against uh, Brian Lee, which was no problem. I worked Brian Lee a million times with ECW, so I had no problem with that. They ended up airing it four or five times on television, so it must have been a good enough match where they showed it that many times. So, But that was the last time I seen Dusty, which sucks. Because he got real thin before he died, I noticed. I don't know if he'd been sick or if he just because I can't see somebody in age of 60 deciding I'm going to get on a nice diet and get in shape. No, yeah. I mean, the last time I saw him, he was losing weight. Uh, he didn't seem sick to me. I'm not going to lie. He seemed himself. And that's the truth. Because he was always happy. And uh, he was in a great mood that day. I mean, there was nothing wrong. So he was just, he was looking out for me. And that was cool that he did that. You know what I mean? Because most, I didn't even talk to Russo that day. That's how pissed I was. Pretty bad. You know, I, they gave me my ticket to go to the, I don't know, I don't even want to remember the name of this place, but this uh, it was a, like a little shack in Tennessee, and we would go there and eat, you know what I mean? And it was, uh, 
can't even remember the name of the place. That's how. That's how. Oh God, yeah. Ready for the ready for the name of this place? White Trash Cafe. That was the name of this place where they had us go and eat. I'd be afraid. How to eat ghetto that. is this? Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm trying to get a job here. I got in a car and said, no, 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 no. Take me back to the airport, please. I'm going home. I said, this is bullshit. You guys can't even afford catering. I got to go to a white trash cafe and worry about, get a load of this. I'm in there eating. I got to worry about some sniper shooting me. Okay? Because I'm sitting in the white trash cafe. So there's got to be some white person or some black person out there who's pissed the fuck off about the name. It's going to shoot everybody in there. So at that point, I said, I got to get out of here. I don't care what you offer me as pay is not going to want me to stay here. And I remember getting in the car with Conan. I think Hack was there, Sam in, and said, take me home, man. Not interested. Russo killed that company, my opinion. Who did? Russo. Oh, my God, yeah. He, wasn't even, he was so ignorant, man. I was just like, ooh. I, it was like, I should just go in there and just beat his ass. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking, but then that's going to get me so much heat that I probably won't. I mean, unless it would have got me over, who knows, man. But I was at the point where I'm like, this rude motherfucker ain't going to see nothing to me. I'm ready to go in there and kick his fucking ass. You know what I mean? I was really thinking about it. I'm a firm believer that like when, when he went to WCW, that's when you saw what he could write. If he, when he was in WWE, if he had 10 ideas, McMahon took one of them ideas switched it to how he wanted it on TV. That guy was, because when he went WCW, all he did was recreate this. Um, it was terrible. DNA was terrible. And what I can't stand about him now is all he does, and I don't listen to his shit, but I remember for the longest time, he'll tell you openly how much he hates wrestling. Yet all he does is do daily shows about wrestling. It's like, you know, wrestling. Shut the fuck up, because you wouldn't have had the money you have now if it wasn't for the wrestling business. No, I mean the shit you did. I mean some of the ideas, like the bounce, like the the, the boxing gimmick for Vince, that Terrible. was a fucking tragedy. You ended up getting people, so many people hurt for something that nobody wanted to see. You know, and I remember being looking at it on TV, going, "Why are they even doing this bullshit?" I mean, I was with Steve Austin and my partner. We were at the Sheraton. I remember. And it was just JBL just got done working that night and he was doing the boxing thing, got knocked the fuck out by Billy Gunn. And he's like, we're sitting there drinking, you know, because at the time we ended up, I don't know, we did something for Vince that night, I think. I'm not sure. I remember. And he was like, uh, we could have went out with a lot of guys, but we just said, you know, stick with Steve. He was in ECW with us. And he always used to come to my house. So we stayed with him. And I remember that night, like I said, JBL was crying at the table because he got knocked out. And I, and I remember Steve, you know, sat back, you know, because by then Steve had some beers in him. So he was getting good and buzzed. And he's like, how much fucking money did you make tonight? So we both, me and my partner, both look at him. And JBL looks at us and says, no bullshit. He says, I made 65 grand. I said, you made 65 grand for fucking two, not even a minute, two minutes, and you're sitting here crying? I'm like, fuck you. And my partner goes, fuck you. Steve's like, fuck you. Now you buy all three of us drinks, motherfucker. He goes, and he did. 
Bought his drink. Yeah, bought his drink because he was crying at the table, man. Steve was just like, what is wrong with you? You made 65 grand. I didn't make 65 grand tonight. You know, you were in that boxing thing. Why are you bitching? See, everybody thought JBL was a tough guy. And he would end up going in there and kicking ass. And maybe that's what Russo thought. Russo thought JBL was going to win. Jim Ross thought Dr. Death was going to win. And that's who they wanted to win. That was the whole idea. Is that they were going to throw the strap on Dr. Death, the heavyweight title. He got fucked up. He got fucked up. And I know that Doc, God rest his soul. I've wrestled with him there a few times, you know. Uh, nicest guy in the world. Awesome. I, I worked him with Bam Bammer when he was tug up with him. And then I tug up with him after Bammer passed. And we, I remember when we were at the ECW arena, it was me and Doc in a steel cage match against uh, it was Danny D'Amato, another guy named Rocco, and one other guy, if I remember correctly. And we did a steel cage. It was pretty cool. But that's when Doc had cancer because I remember he had to wear a, uh, what are those called? Uh, just a gimmick around his neck. He tied it with a scarf or something like that because he had a hole right Oh, here. the trach that he had? Yeah, he had the trach and it was still open, man. So he would just wear it like, you know, a little gimmick just tied around his neck. And I was just like, oh, shit. And I remember because we were in Philadelphia. I was only like a block from where I lived. I lived on Delaware Avenue at Dockside Apartments right on the water, man. I had a half a million dollar property there. So we had a show right up, right down the street, like two minutes away. I could walk. I could have walked there. Literally, that's how close it was. And it was right on the water. And, uh, and then we went back to the arena and started running shows there, too. We were doing, I think it was Free PW and Pro Wrestling Unplugged. It was kind of those companies. So. Yeah, I, I just was never a never into Russo. It's like, what did CM Punk say a little while ago? All these people that, all these old veterans that complain about everything need to just shut the hell up and uh, let the young guys have their time. And Punk ain't a young guy. I don't know why he says that, but uh, I don't know. It's like I had, I, I've done business with Bischoff. Bischoff was better in business than Russo ever was. I mean, at least I could sit and have a conversation with Eric. You know what I'm saying? Russo was just his head was so fucking big. I mean, I wanted to shove his head up his own ass. That's how bad I wanted to fuck him up. Who would win a fight, Russo or Cornette? My money'd be on Cornette. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna yeah, because I know Cornette. He he probably fights dirty, so I'm gonna say Cornette on that. Absolutely, Cornette will bite his will bite his nose right off. <laughs> Has with that tennis racket, he will beat the shit out of you with that tennis racket. You got to realize all them years with that racket, he knows how to swing that fucker. Yeah. He knows how to swing it where it won't hurt you, and believe me, he knows how to swing it where it's going to crush you. But I've many times I was in matches, he rest, he was managing the pit bulls. So Cornette could say whatever he managed us many times, and had no problem doing it, especially for a main event on a show. He was very happy to manage, but he didn't care. He was one of my he was my favorite manager was always Bobby the Brain Heenan. I'll put Cornette at number two. I I liked Cornette's promos. I was a Midnight Express Mark. I was a great manager. He's the only like wrestling podcast show that I like to listen to. And 
I'm pretty sure a lot of what he says is just to get people riled up to make money. He's smart. He's not an idiot. But uh, uh, I like him. Cornette's a, I call Cornette a smart mark because he's very he's smart to the business. I mean, you're not going to get anything over him. Uh, when he worked for Vince and we came in, he was very clear with us. He's like, all right, you guys are playing, you're wrestling headbangs. No problem. We know them. We've wrestled them a million fucking times from the same school. They're just a little younger than us. They were going to bring us in, you know. But then, like I said, you know, Cornette came right in the room. No finish. I don't want to see no super bomb. I'm like, yeah, you're going to steal it. That's why. And they ended up trying to steal it. Uh, yeah, Dudley's used our super bomb a couple times. Then they went back to the 3D because they know it's not their move. I like the 3D. 3D was a great finisher. 3D is a good finish. You know, they thought they had heat with me and because I was in a, we were doing the ECW's uh, it was kind of a Shane Douglas was doing something with some guys and they were doing another like it was like a hardcore homecoming or something they called it. And uh, we worked a couple matches. We went all over the place, but I just remember I was in Ohio and the Dudleys happened to be on it with us and I was upstairs and me and Ryan and we're just sitting there shooting the shit and I'm putting my boots on. I'm looking down like I am, you know, I'm getting dressed. And I look up and here's Devon and here's Bubba. And they're sitting looking right at me. And I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, and they're like, we want to make sure we don't have no heat with you. And I go, what do you mean? And they go, well, you know, they asked us a couple of times to use your finish. And we really didn't want to because our finish is 3D. And we knew they were trying to be dickheads the uh, and we put her foot down and I said, I'm not mad at you, man. Because at that point, they had a lot of heat with New Jack. So when New Jack came running up to that building that night, he pulled up in his pickup truck, got out of the pickup truck, reached in the back of the pickup truck, pulled out a fucking chainsaw, started that motherfucker up, went into the building and said, where's the fucking Dudley's? Because I'm going to kill him. What was <laughs> the Dudley's? Huh? What was the heat from? It was just some heat they had. I don't know. I don't know if it was between Devon and him or Bubba and him, but I just remember Bubba wasn't looking too good and Devon wasn't looking too good. They looked a little shaken up because at that point, I think New Jack didn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm very tight with New Jack. At that point, I think he wanted to cut him pretty bad. But they squashed everything. Uh, Johnny was still alive at that point one of the uh, public enemy Teddy already passed Johnny at that point was it was a shame man he, he, was, he felt so responsible and you, like I lost my partner too but I mean, he passed away in Connecticut I was in New Jersey you know same with you know I was waiting at the arena to wrestle Ted Petty that night he passed away so I was there waiting the night he died. I was supposed to wrestle him. It was awful. He had a heart attack, wasn't that the? What did he had a happen? heart attack behind the wheel. The girl who was in the car with him pulled over. Instead of keep driving down the fucking highway till you see an H sign and get off the exit and take him to a damn hospital, he probably would have made it. No, she didn't do it. She just pulls over on the side of the road like an idiot. And there goes our boy Teddy. 
passed away. I think he was like 56, 57, maybe. He was, he, was still, he was in fucking great shape and he could still wrestle his asshole. People don't know that Ted Petty was the cheetah kid. Okay, amazing worker. Fucking he made he helped so many guys in the business beyond. I can't even mention him more. Because he was a Larry Sharp guy. He ended up buying, if you remember correctly, Larry Sharp's dad was building rings back in the day. And he was renting them out. That was part of their business. He sold that business to Ted Petty. Ted Petty bought that business. So then that's why Ted Petty, he was already a wrestler. And he's like, shit, I might as well get in the ring business. I can, you know, I rent out a ring once every weekend. You know, you figure, I don't know, back then they were probably getting four or five hundred bucks a ring rental. That ain't bad at all. No, so you, you say you get a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's fifteen hundred dollars in your pocket. You know, the ring costs thirty five hundred. I mean, you make your money back real quick, you know. So Johnny passed of a heart attack too, didn't he? I think so. Yeah, he was very, very overweight. At that point, I was even like, dude, you gotta drop some weight. Seriously. I understand you're depressed, but it was just bad. They were a great team. I love well, let me phrase it. I love them in ECW. Anywhere else they went, it didn't work. Paul knew how to he knew how to hide their negatives. And Paul was so good at that. That was like my favorite team. They went to WCW. It's like, yep, they're on national TV. Man, they suck. You know, it was like that. It was because they didn't have anybody to work with. They weren't doing the interviews right. It was like it, it didn't work. Yeah, it was a complete mess, dude. Uh, they weren't happy there. Then they went to events. Man, they weren't even happy there. I know they weren't happy there. Uh, I had no problem with WCW. I couldn't wait to go work for WCW. I mean, we were getting ready to go, but then, like I said, bang, Vince bought them. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. And they were giving us a good spot and everything. I mean, I couldn't complain about it. I mean, when you got Kevin Sullivan on the phone, Terry Taylor, Eric Bischoff, Diamond Dallas Page, and fucking Raven, all five of them are sitting there on the phone with me. I'm at home, and I'm just like, yeah, you don't have to ask me twice. Yes, I will meet you at the spectrum will be there for the show uh, and we'll come and talk business and that's exactly what they wanted and uh, they called us from the jet Bischoff had fucking Ted Turner's jet because Rick Rude was in the play, on the plane as well and he gave him my number and I remember Bischoff called my house with all the guys on the phone and they said we're going to bring you guys in for the December pay-per-view and you're going to wrestle the Steiners for the titles and we're going to give you a three-year deal. I was like, fucking hey, thank God. It came just in time. It was so, the timing was perfect. We already went to Vince and it was 98. And uh, he was taking his time. You know, he told us. We went there that night. I mean, they put us over even in the commentary. They were like saying, will they beat the headbangers? I mean, is that good of a match? You know, and we've worked for Vince since the 80s. Late 88, 89. So we, we know how it is there. We worked real easy, you know, and it was a good match. I mean, I can't, they air it many times. Uh, and they were going to put uh, Tori uh, Dustin's ex wife 
Oh, Terry Reynolds. They were going to make Terry be our, our manager at that point, which was fine. We used her. She managed us a couple times on Indies, once in a blue moon. So when she went back to Vince, you know, they didn't even ask us. They were like, you know, we're going to put her with you. Because you guys usually always have manager anyway. And I'm like, yeah. I said, that's how we work. I mean, it's easier for us because we like to use our manager to help us. If, like I said, if, if you're going to get in the business of being a manager, you're going to get, especially if you're going to be with the pit bulls, you're going to get used. You're going to do stuff. You're going to have work to do. I make the referees work. Like I tell them, here's our finish. If we forget it, you have to remember. You know what I mean? It's like, you got to do your job. I want to know when it's, when I'm, give me, I want to know when it's time to go home. So you tell me three minutes and then I know I can go, start going home and be done. You know, so I make sure they work. A lot of guys, I notice they don't use the referee. Like they don't bring it in the match. They don't, you know what I mean? If you got a valet, you use that to your advantage. You know, you, you, you know, you take the referee, turn him around, have that guy lay in their cell and your manager can choke the shit out of him, you know, which builds up heat. So toward that end of that match, I used to do that with the FBI. We would have great matches with the FBI. It was uh, Tracy Smothers, little Guido, uh, sometimes uh, J.T. Smith. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the blonde yeah. hair. Tommy Rich. My oh, man, yeah. Tommy Rich would be in there. And he was one of the full-blooded Italians, which is great because he gets so much heat. By the time the end of the match comes up and he would pop up and I would hit him with that bit, you know, right off the apron, the place would go crazy. And he, he, was never, he never brought in his buddy, the Iron Sheik, to be the full-blooded Iranians. Mr. I know that probably would have been good, man. The way the way the Shiggy is, man. Like I did a signing, what was it, two weeks ago for Eric Sims, ESS, good company. Eric's a good guy. He pulls out pictures that had to be from the late 80s, early 90s, and it was the Pit Bulls and the Iron Sheik. We were like with Sheiky baby. Like I was like, I don't even remember this picture. When was this taken? And he's like, I had Shiki and I had you guys that weekend. I don't even remember. So we, I had one hammer. Anthony had the other hammer. Remember those big hammers he would work yeah. with? Yeah. Those things were. Oh my God, man! I don't. Know. He's a strong man. Those things were big and heavy. No, I mean like you could have had the Sheik, you know, and he could have been there. It's like just. Yes full-blooded Iranians and then Tommy Rich goes, oh, she is the Italian. So you could have got 20 minutes recorded. You'd had a month of TV with it. It would have been funny. It would have been hilarious. It would have been hilarious. That's how good that would have turned out. That would have been funny. Great. But yeah, back to Jeff. Dude, did you see when he got pulled over? I saw the video. He Did he fall down? Yeah, he he was he was fucked up. He was. I mean, he fell down, got up, laughing, all fucked up, man. And the cop was just like, you could see that both cops were just like, dude, it's ten o'clock in the morning. You're that fucked up, and you're driving a car. It blew my mind, man. Like I could not believe, because they showed it. I was like, okay, let me see how wacky it was, you know, and I. Washing them. I totally oh. had to, you know, what he says, they suspended, he suspended him with, without pay, which he. Now Vince doesn't do that. You know, Vince still pays you. Oh, does he? Oh, well, yeah, I guess. 
I've had you know, what he'll, what Vince is going to do is Vince is going to send you Vince is going to send you to the rehab, and he's going to you're still going to get paid, but you got to stay there thirty days. You can't leave. You know, I mean, I have a lot of friends that've been there. I have never been to rehab. <laughs> never have. So that's a good thing. Knock on wood. What if Pillman didn't used to wear that shirt that said rehab is for quitters or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was great. Oh, I, loved I, it. I loved it. I even made a shirt. Uh, I called it Roid Boys. So I had my face on the front with my eyes open with red blood vessels all blown up in my eyes. And I had a syringe going in my neck. And then in the back, I was, it would say, shut up and lift. And I called it Roid Boys. <laughs> I got rid of a ton of them shirts back in the day, bro. You don't have to, You need to get some shirts on pro wrestling tees. They have one of my shirts on there, but I got to get some new ones done. I'm actually working on that now that I got a new valet, Nikki Knockout Lee. And uh, she's smoking. People are going, starting to get around. People are starting to see it. So, uh, yeah, I'm getting some new shirts done. Uh, also, pretty soon... Uh, the New England Hall of Fame, Music Hall of Fame will be starting soon this coming year, which is going to be, we're going to be running the uh, Women's Professional Hall of Fame, Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, which we'll be doing events. We'll be, uh, you know, putting people in the hall, Music Hall of Fame, and then also we'll be putting people in the Women's Hall of Fame, and we're starting a Tag Team Hall of Fame as well. So we're going to try to do weekends. Like a whole are you going to put Ivory in the Hall of Fame? I have no idea. I would love to meet Ivory. That's why I'm asking. I was she's question. a very nice person. I remember she's I was on the road with her a few times, and she's very, very, very nice. She has a pizza place, her and her husband. So they do pretty good. You know. Oh, she's, she's married? Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. I ruined that. Yeah. Back to Linda. <laughs> but she's, I mean, you look at her. She still looks great. She does. She she keeps her she keeps in shape. I mean that's one thing I did notice about her. She does keep in shape. Same for Molly Holly or what Nora thinks her real name. She looks amazing too. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, I didn't like her gimmick, but a lot of people don't like their gimmick. You know, but they just keep their mouth shut and get paid. That's how it is in the business. I never thought much of Lita, and then when I met her, and which is just a few years back, maybe less than five years. She looks great in person. I never thought she was that pretty on TV. And real God, she looks phenomenal. She looks this. I mean, she she's a really pretty lady in real life. A little out there, but she's kept in amazing shape. She had a little dog with her. Yeah. Her hand I, saw that. I happened to watch last night. I don't know, man. I was scrolling through the TV and bang, the Miz and Mrs. come on. My wife watches that. I love the Mrs. Oh my God. What a trip, dude. I love that show. It's hilarious. I like, I like Mike. He's fucking funny, man. I mean, I met him a long time ago, and he was always nice to me. And he's been in the business for so long. I mean, look how long he went without getting hurt or injured. I mean, people don't look at that. I mean, he's a hard worker, man. And he's getting everything he deserves. But it's hilarious because I see him doing Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I know, I don't watch that shit, but. Seeing him do it was hilarious. And he did a good job. I mean, I was surprised. But it's funny, man, how uh, you can get under his ner- nerves so easy, man. Just pushing his button gets him going crazy, man. 
Because when he, I remember watching one episode where he had a, a Kamala doll, an action figure that had the moon on his belly, which made that action figure worth about $10,000. And I remember Mike just sitting there saying, I don't understand. I'm the Miz. <laughs> I'm the Miz. <laughs> How do I, my, my action figure, how does this guy's action figure cost more than mine? I was laughing my ass off. Man, it was funny. I liked Kamala. I loved Kamala. He passed away, didn't he? Or yeah. is he still alive? He passed no, he passed, he passed away. Last time I saw him, I worked for Insane Clown Posse in Detroit. He was on the show. Uh, I went in his dressing room and uh, said hello to him, of course. Uh, his legs looked really bad, man. He had them both amputated, I think, before he passed. His diabetes real bad, didn't he? Yes, yes. Yep, and that's no scary thing, man. People got to fucking, and believe me, I, I'm very careful my sugar level intake, man. You never know. So, but yeah, he passed. Uh, he was a great worker, good talent. And he stayed in as long as he could. You know, I got to give him props. He moved good for as big as he was. Yeah, and he would wrestle barefoot. I always was amazed on how these guys wrestled barefoot. I, I couldn't do it. I don't know how they do it. I never understood when I read Bret Hart's book. He said when he would make the blade, he kept it under his tongue. Yeah, would be thought, afraid. What, what if you fell and swallowed it? I know, uh, but I'm, I'm going to give you an honest. Honestly, this is my... That's true because my partner would keep his blade in his mouth. I never did that. I would either tape it to my finger because Rick Flair would show me how to put it on my finger. Yeah, where you could just go like that, basically. Well, it's covered with tape. So what you do is you get underneath your finger and you just push it up. and It will pop through that tape because it's that sharp. And then you gig. When you let your thumb go, it should go right back underneath that tape. And, that's, and then you don't cut nobody. I did it for a while like that, but then it got to the point where if I grabbed somebody, I didn't want to cut them, and it got, I was, I was cutting people. I didn't want to do that. So then I started making, I would make two blades, and I would hand them to the referee, and I would tell the referee, I'd say, look, you hold these two. I need one. If I'm going to need another one, I will ask you, you know, and then you'll know because I'll be on the ground, and he drops it right between my hands. Nobody can see it. I grab it. My hair is covering everything. I would gig myself, make sure I, you know, it's dripping on the floor so I know I got good color. And then I would just pop up. If I didn't have good color, then I would wait to another spot until the ref bring me another blade. So I'd gig myself twice if I had to. New Jack had the best. If you worked him, he just gigged you. He took that fucking exacto knife on that stick and would just start. I wouldn't want New Jack to gig me. I wouldn't want anybody to gig me, let alone... You don't let any... Listen, <laughs> it's, it's, you don't let nobody gig you. you everybody that's going to do it, you do it yourself. Imagine, look what happened at Mass Transit. That's because a guy asked New Jack to, get, to cut his forehead. That goes to show you how stupid that guy was. Okay? Shame... Uh, but that's all his fault. He lied about everything. He told everybody he was a worker, uh, you know, and we would go into towns and, you know, his dad was the mayor. So we were, you know, we were just giving back. I mean, let the kid have a little, you know, 
fame a little bit, you know. But he, he lied. If he didn't like, if he didn't lie, he would have never gotten Rick. But since he lied, and that's how Jack got off got off the, the thing because the kid lied. And when he and he kept, if you watch the tape, which RF Video was selling the tape that night, you know, the bloodiest thing. But when you see the kid getting taken back, like he's doing the stretcher job, he's going. He's trying to get that air going to pump that blood. So he's trying to get that vein to pop. So it's like, okay, well, he's puffing his cheeks. He's trying to get more more blood to come out. Yeah. Like when the punk did an MJF did that ball collar, MJF didn't get another collar. No, he had he had a scratch. He had what I would do if I just went like that. Punk was gushing. I don't know. Is he going to WE, you think? Who? MJF. I don't know. I heard he got a raise. Oh, well, then he ain't gonna go nowhere. I'm pretty sure uh, Vince will pay him more. Vince will take him and pay him. I take him in a heartbeat. He's a he's. I I don't know if I would have him be a, like. I well actually let me take that back. He'd be a great manager. Um, he's a good worker, but I like how Tony Khan. He wrestles every few months. He's not wrestling every week. He's like an attraction, which I like that. That's good. But I I don't like that. Um, essentially, Wardlow, who I do think is very talented. Why are they making him Goldberg? He's coming down just like Goldberg. And the crowd chants, Wardlow. It's like, come on. Yeah, well, they're going to push him. They got to build him. They're going to make him. He may be the next heavyweight champ. Who knows? Young, big. He fits the part. He's good. He fits the part. But But I don't want to be a downer, but I got to end this uh, interview today. Sorry. That's all, right. all these flights getting canceled, guys. Everybody and their mother is going to be going crazy this week. Hey, you got to find a flight. They canceled 1,200 of them. I'm getting on my phone as soon as I hang up now. 